0: Aloha Aleph, the first ruling. Echot in Hagodoyl, Bechot Sanhedrin Ktano. Whether it is the Supreme Court, the Sanhedrin Ktano, or the Sanhedrin Ktano, the small Sanhedrin, or a Beysin or a court of three judges, Sorich, it is imperative, That at least one of the judges on the court be ordained by another one who had been ordained. Before we continue, a slight digression. In this line, there are two versions in the Rambam. The one we just read, that at least one of them must be ordained. This does not mean that the other members of the court could be non-ordained. The way the commentators explain, it means that at least one of them must have been ordained by others who had been ordained going back in the chain of tradition, as shall be explained shortly. And this one that is ordained would then ordain the other members before they would be qualified to sit on that tribunal. Another version, which practically would mean the same thing, is that that it is necessary, it is imperative, that every member of the court, be it the Sanhedrin Dilo or the Sanhedrin Ktano or a Beit a court of just three, that every one of them be ordained, and this ordination itself must be mipihasomach by another one who has been ordained. So, in short, that all members on a court, every dayon, every judge, must be ordained. And our Rambam explains about the order or the procedure of ordination. Moshe Rabbeinu, somach yirshuah bayat. Moses, our teacher, ordained Joshua by laying his hand upon him. Shnemar, as it is said, by Yismoich Beth Yodov Olof and he laid his hands upon him. By Itzavehu, and he enjoined him. V'chein Hashivim Zkenim and likewise with the 70 elders Moshe Rabbeinu they too were ordained by Moses our teacher, and because of this ordination through Moshe, the Shosa Laem Shino, the divine presence rested upon them. That was in the generation of Moshe. Came in, and those elders, Somhu Lacherim, they later ordained others. Bacherim Lacherim and those others in turn ordained still others and this is how it continued from generation to generation, the Nimsu, which means that that all those that have been ordained one by the other in succession goes back all the way to the tribunal of Joshua, all the way up and back to the tribunal of Moses, our teacher so that if anyone is ordained, this ordination goes back, can be traced back in unbroken, uninterrupted succession all the way to Moshe Rabbeinu, who in turn received the Torah and was authorized to teach the Torah by God Almighty Himself. nosi Whether somebody has been ordained by the nosi, the prince, the leader, the head of the Sanhedrin in his generation. Or by another who was ordained. Even if that person had never been a member of the Sanhedrin, nonetheless, the ordination is just as valid and that person is just as qualified to be a dion, to be a judge, and to sit on any one of the appropriate courts. Aloha base. The case that he has Michol What is the procedure of ordination throughout the generations? We mentioned before that at the time of Moshe, Moshe put his hands upon Joshua and upon the elders. But this is not required in later generations. As Rambam now says, It is not necessary that the one who ordains uh, puts his hands upon the head of the elder. Elo, what then? They designate him by the title Rabbi, Voimimloi, and they say to him, "Hare ato somuch, you are now ordained, Vieshleho reshus, and you are now authorized, Lodon, to judge. Aphilodineknosais, even cases involving fines. Halocho gimel. Vein soimchin Ordination is not conferred. Meaning, "She minui haskelim ledayonus, to appoint elders to judgeship, to be qualified as judges. Elo bishloicho, but only by a body of three. Vehu, provided sheyia ho echot mehem, that at least one of these three must be somuch mipiacherim, ordained by others, kemoi shebe'arnu as we explained before in Haloha Aleph about the uninterrupted chain of ordination that has to go back all the way to Moshe Rabbeinu. What Rambam is saying here, that as ordination is conferred, it must be done so by a body of three. But it is not necessary that all three are themselves ordained, but at least one of them must be. The designation of the term Elohim, which we find scripture ascribed to judges in a qualified court, is applied Elo based in Shemismach Be'eretz Yisroel Belvat. is applied only to a court that has been ordained in the land of Israel. Vahinhuanoshim Hakomim and this would be a court of those wise men, Horuin Lodun, who are qualified to judge, Shotku Isom based in Israel, which have been examined by a tribunal in the land of Israel, Ominu, and that based in that tribunal has appointed these and ordains them only to such a court can we use only for such a court can we use the term Elohim with all that it implies as it is ascribed by scripture at first at first the practice would be that anyone that had been ordained would ordain himself his disciples, his students. But at a later stage, <laughs> the sages wanted to show special respect to Hillel the Elder, who was the Nossi of his time, and thus they passed an enactment, that no one can be ordained elo without the authorization from the Nossi. That was one part of their enactment. Secondly, that the Nossi himself should not ordain anyone Elo in Hoyo Av Imoy unless the Av who was second in rank to the Nossi would be present with him. And likewise, the Sheloye <speaking> in soimer, <Hebrew> that the Avbezdin should not ordain anyone, Elohim Kein Hoyo Imoi, unless it was in the presence of the Nossi himself. But that would be only where the Nossi would ordain or the Basing would ordain. I will show her, But if the remainder of this group, meaning any other member of the Sanhedrin, wanted to ordain anyone, echot mehem any one of them can ordain, provided that it is, as I said before, birshuz hanossi, with the permission or the authorization of the nosi, and, of course, also what we learned in Halacha Gimel, the that will be at least two other people with him. For there cannot be ordination with less than three. There must be a tribunal of at least three to confer ordination. Halacha Bof. soim elders are not ordained outside the land of Israel. shaelu asoimchin soil. even if the ordainers themselves were ordained in the land of Israel. Afilo even boorets, even if the ordainers themselves are at the time of ordination inside the land of Israel. But v'ha not the one to be ordained chutzel Lords, he is outside the land of Israel ein soimchin. they cannot confer ordination upon him then. V'en and no need to say then that im ho that if the ordainers are outside the land of Israel v'an be Oretz and those to be ordained are inside the land of Israel then it is also not permissible to confer ordination but both parties must be in the land of Israel. If both parties were within the land of Israel, then the ordainers can ordain him. Even though that the one to be ordained is not in one and the same place as the ordainers. How then would they ordain him? they can send a messenger to him or write to him informing him that he is ordained and that they give him authorization to judge cases involving fines that is permitted because both parties are within the land of Israel now what means land of Israel? What are the boundaries for this? There are various laws where we make different kinds of distinctions about the boundaries. For the purpose of ordination, says the Rambam, all of the land of Israel, that was occupied by those who ascended from Egypt after the Exodus, those geographic boundaries are all regarded as fit for ordination to be conferred, alochozayin, yesh lasoyinchin lismaych, afilo meyo befam echos. Ordainers may confer ordination even upon a hundred men at one time. And thus, indeed, we are told that the David Hamelach, King David, somach once ordained shloishim elef be-yoim echot. 30,000 people in one day. Alochaches. <laughs> the Yeshlehem Lemanos, the ordainers can ordain, whoever they wish, by granting them only a kind of a partial ordination, a partial authorization for very specific purposes. But even then, that a candidate himself is competent to perform all the functions of a judge. How? An outstanding scholar. Who is fully qualified to decide in all matters and questions of the whole Torah. The Beis the courts, may decide to ordain him the littenleure and to authorize him Lodun trust to decide civil cases but the but not to decide questions of what is ritually forbidden and ritually permitted or i they may decide to authorize him to determine questions of what is ritually forbidden and ritually permitted, but, but not to decide civil cases of monetary litigation. Or, they may decide to authorize him for both, but not to adjudicate cases involving fines. Oi or, they may decide to authorize him laun gnosis, to decide also cases involving fines, lahatir per mumin, but not to be authorized to declare permissible firstborn animals that were blemished, which needs special examination and a person specially authorized to pass judgment thereon. Oi or. They may decide to authorize him to absolve vows, bilvat, and nothing more, just that alone. Or Or to see and examine stains of ritually impure blood, to decide whether it is ritually pure or impure. Or similar matters. In other words, the ordainers may decide for whatever reasons to grant only partial ordination or partial authorization. It is also possible for the ordainers to grant authorization for only a limited time. The to say to the one being ordained, lodun, you are authorized to decide civil cases or to determine. Ritual questions? Acha until such time that the Nosi will arrive in this place. Or for as long as you are not with us in this province. and similar cases or similar conditions like these. Ho Muflo, an outstanding scholar who is blind in one eye though he is fit and competent to decide civil cases of monetary litigations he would not be ordained even to adjudicate civil cases why? because he is not eligible to determine all judicial matters. As we learned in the second chapter, when blind in one eye, a person like that could not be appointed to the Sanhedrin. So therefore, since he is lacking in a certain qualification for all judicial matters, he is not ordained even to partial ones which, strictly legally speaking, he would be qualified to handle. V'chein kol and this same applies also to similar cases where there would be some partial disqualifications. Halocha Yisrael If in the land of Israel there was only one person to ordain, then moishit shnayim betzidoi. He can take two other people to sit with him. The serimech shidin ke'echot, o'izeh a'hazeh, and he can then ordain 70 people in one go, or each one individually. Ba'chakach, and thereafter, ye'osehu based in HaGodol. Then he, together with these 70 people that he has now ordained, Will together constitute the base in Hagodail, the Supreme Court, the Sanhedrin Gdoyla. The Yismchu Bote in Achirim, and then this new body will ordain other courts, other tribunals. Now Rambam says the following. Nearingly had the boring. it would seem to me that if all the wise men in the land of Israel were to agree, Dayonim to appoint judges, the Lis, and to ordain them, that Harreusmhim, that these people ordained would indeed be in the status of ordination. the Yeslehem, Lodun, Dineknosis and they are authorized to judge cases involving fines. And they would be authorized to ordain others. In other words, what Rambam is saying, that assuming that there is no one that we can find that has been ordained in this unbroken chain of tradition, of ordination, then ordination is not necessarily cancelled out but what we can do is we get together all the wise men of Israel all the Torah scholars and if they agree to ordain anyone then this ordination would be effective. If that is the case however says Ramam in Cain Lomo Hoyuachachomim alas Alasmicho why then do we find that the rabbis were disturbed about the matter of ordination in other words they were disturbed Lest no one can be found that is part of this unbroken chain of ordination? Kadeshla Yifu Dinaknosis me soil which would preclude judging cases involving fines among Israel. What what were they afraid of? They just said that if all the wise men get together they can ordain? And he answers Lefisha Yisol Mefusori because the Jewish people are scattered throughout the world and thus it becomes practically impossible to get unanimous agreement among them to get them all together and to get them all to agree but assuming that we could then there would be no problem at all but if there is even just one one single individual who is himself ordained by others who have been ordained He no longer needs the agreement or unanimity of his colleagues among the scholars of Torah. Since he is ordained, he is authorized. He is able and authorized and competent to judge any case involving fines, obviously not by himself, but what he can do now in, he himself has been ordained by a tribunal therefore he can now confer ordination upon others as well and thus constitute a competent based in, and judge all cases nonetheless Rambam concludes that that this matter requires still more careful reflection to come to a clear decision whether this indeed is this so you base Based in Shnismachu beEretz Israel, a tribunal that has been ordained in the land of Israel, the Chutz Lo and has gone abroad, har Donim din then they are authorized to have the authority to judge cases involving fines outside the land of Israel, k'deir sheDonim Boritz, just as they judge them within the land of Israel, sheSanhedrin Neihges beEretz ubeChutz Lo for the authority of the Sanhedrin extends not only within the land of Israel but also outside the land of Israel. V'hu Sheyus Muchim provided that they are properly ordained. Halacha Yuskimo Roshe Goluyois Sheberbovel The Exilards the heads of the Jewish people in Babylon they stand in the place and with the status of the king. and they have the power of authority over Israel, the everywhere. The and to sit in judgment over them Bein Bain with or without the consent of the people. as it is said, Lo yosu shavet mi yehuda, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, the tribe of Judah, which is interpreted to elu Roshe goluyos sheberbovel, to refer to the exiles of Babylon. Haloho yut dalit. The whole daim, any judge horoi lodun who is competent to judge, shenosan loy rosh golus Roshus lodun. Who has been authorized by the exilarch to judge, and since that exilarch is in a power, of, or is in a position of authority, <laughs> he is authorized to act as a judge throughout the world. Even if the litigants themselves are unwilling to accept him as a judge whether in the land of Israel or outside the land of Israel. And Arthur Pishainadondi Nechnosis, even though that he is not authorized to judge cases involving fines. Cases like that can only be judged by dioning judges who have been ordained within the land of Israel. The whole Dion, Horoi Lodun, and any judge competent to judge, based in who was authorized by a tribunal in the land of Israel to judge Yeshla Roshus Israel, he is authorized to judge throughout the land of Israel and in the cities situated on the borders of the land. even if the litigants are unwilling to accept him but outside the land of Israel, he, their authority is of no effect to compel litigants to submit to him. Though he is authorized to judge even cases involving fines outside the land of Israel, there he cannot judge only such litigants as are prepared and willing to appear before him to accept him as a judge. Our is Baladinin, but to compel litigants to submit to him, the Lehem and to pass judgment over them, that he, he has no authority until and unless he has been authorized by the Exilarch outside the land. Misha Roy Lodon If someone is not qualified to act as a judge either because he does not know. In other words, he lacks the proper knowledge that is required for a judge. Oi, or mipnei shenahogun, he is unfit by reason of his character and behavior. And sh'ovah rosh golus, and the exilarch has disregarded this fact, not knowing about it, and overstepped his authority when nosanoy and authorized this man. This incompetent man Oy or a court in the land of Israel, erroneously the authorized him because they did not know about his standing, then, then this authorization is totally invalid and will avail him nothing until he will be fit to be a judge, both in terms of knowledge as well as in terms of character. This is analogous to the case of Sharmakti Shbalmumla Mizbeach, of someone dedicating an animal that is blemished for the altar. There surely, no sacredness, attaches itself to this animal. The animal does not become now sacred because it was unfit right from the beginning. So, too, a person unfit to act as a judge cannot be authorized, and the illegal or the erroneous authorization is invalid. So much for Perg Dallet, the fourth chapter.